Hi, everyone, and welcome to the O'Melveny Podcast. I'm Alan Burton, and I'm a partner here at O'Melveny in our New York office. I'm also the firm's hiring partner. O'Melveny is a global law firm, home to a team of around 700 lawyers, working with clients to help them navigate the challenges of what is today a very complex legal environment. Each episode of the podcast will feature guests from inside and outside the firm, talking about issues affecting the practice of law at O'Melveny and generally in the legal world. For you law students out there, we'll talk a lot about careers in the law, about starting a career and what it takes to succeed, and what people do in their particular practice areas. We want to give you a sense of things you may not find in the industry guides and the little blurbs from industry surveys. So we'll see how this goes. Again, welcome. So since this is our first podcast, we thought that it would make sense to start at the beginning. We want to talk about being a summer associate at O'Melveny, which is the typical first step to starting a career with us or, or other firms like ours. I say typical because it's not, it's not the only way, but it is the, the usual way. We have about 75 or so summer associates across the firm each summer, and that is usually the summer between their second and third year of law school, as well as a small number of students that we um, have as summer associates after their first year. And in terms of hiring our full-time associates to start at the firm following graduation, we hire almost all of them from our summer classes. So in order to talk about our summer program, I wanted to bring in two colleagues and friends that can talk about what the experience is like in our summer program firsthand in a few of our offices. As I said, I'm the hiring partner here in our New York office, um, but I wanted to bring in the perspective of, uh, of some of our other offices to talk about our program in those offices and around the firm and what might make our summer program a good fit for any particular law student that is uh, considering employment. So first, uh, Catalina Vergara is a partner and a trial lawyer in our financial services litigation department in our Los Angeles office. Catalina is the hiring partner of our downtown LA office and has served on the employment committee there for many years. Welcome, Catalina. Hi there. Yes, and I, speaking of typical paths, I, in fact, did not summer at O'Melveny, but I made my way here and I'm excited to be here. So thank you. And Deanna Rice is a counsel in our appellate group in our Washington, D.C. office. And in addition to her practice as an appellate lawyer, Deanna is the co-chair of the D.C. summer program. So thanks for joining us, Deanna. Happy to be here. Catalina, you, you mentioned this. You did not start at O'Melveny, unfortunately for us. But tell us about um, your path and how you ended up here. Sure. Yeah. So I, you know, this is many moons ago, so it's stretching my memory here. But when I was coming out of law school or thinking about what I might want to do after law school, I was really focused on coming to a California firm and not to a national firm. So I was looking at, at, at firms that had California footprints and ended up summering and then starting at a firm here in Los Angeles. And then was lucky enough to get to clerk for Judge James Selna in the Central District, who's wonderful. And Judge Selna had been an O'Melveny lifer <laughs> before he uh, became a judge. And he would talk about the O'Melveny way and how it was about you know being you know, well-prepared and collegial and having this great reputation. And that just was so compelling to me. So 
as I was considering my post-clerkship options, I found myself drawn to O'Melveny and uh, drawn to the, the wide variety of litigation work um, in the firm and here in Southern California. So that's how I ended up here. Well, better late than never, I suppose. And we're, we're certainly the much better for it. Catalina works on an uh, incredibly interesting broad array of, uh, of litigation matters for a wide range of, of clients. Um, and similarly, uh, Deanna uh, came to us after a clerkship. Isn't that right, Deanna? Yeah, that's right. Um, there wasn't no Melvin summer, um, but actually one of my closest friends from law school was. Um, so when I was looking at law firms after my clerkship, I already had a really positive impression of O'Malveny. I uh, knew that she'd really enjoyed her experience as a summer here and really liked the people. And so it definitely influenced my decision to look into the firm more deeply. Um, and somewhat like Catalina, um, my, the judge I clerked for on the First Circuit, Judge Celia, um, knew John Hacker, who is the head of the appellate practice here at O'Malveny. He had actually clerked for Judge Celia many years before I did um, and suggested to me that he thought it might be a good fit and someone I would work well with. Um, and all it took was for me to come into the office and meet with people here in D.C. And I left immediately knowing it was going to be the right fit for me. Um, and that has has panned out pretty well for me over the five, nearly six years I've been at the firm. So I've always been thankful for having had um, some sources turn me on to O'Malveny early on. Yep. I'm sure John's going to be very pleased to hear that uh, he's now many been outed years. as someone who clerked many years before you did. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. John Hacker a is few, the... A few years, a few years. <laughs> John is the chair of our appellate uh, practice in Washington, D.C., and... Deanna has been spending a good amount of time with John recently, and I know, Deanna, how much of an honor it is to be on the very first O'Melveny podcast. But I have to admit, it may not be the, 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 the most important speaking opportunity that you've had uh, in the last uh, month or so. Tell us a little bit about uh, your most recent argument. Um, yeah, so last month, I guess a couple of weeks ago now, I had my first argument before the Supreme Court in uh, a case called Overton versus the United States um, involving a Brady issue, um, which was obviously very exciting and a huge career milestone um, for me, um, but equally excited to be on the podcast today. Well, it, it's, a, it's a terrific honor, obviously, and um, although I do not have access to the justices um, directly, I am sure that they were as impressed as everyone uh, was uh, at the firm uh, with uh, with your with your argument and 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 your preparation, um, I have to ask. So moving to um, the recruiting function, which um, you both spend so much time in, um, how how does arguing before the Supreme Court, Diana, uh, compare to interviewing uh, for a summer associate position? <laughs> um, I think there are actually you know more more parallels than you might think off the top of your head. You know, you mentioned preparation. Um, and I think in both contexts, making sure you're coming into uh, things being fully prepared is the best way to ensure that it's successful. Um, you know, in both instances, you're really dealing with a two-way street, and an important part of that is just being able to listen and have a conversation. Um, I think it's the best way for summer associates not only to present themselves well when they're interviewing for a job, but to make sure that they're getting 
the information they need to make a choice about what's going to be a good fit for them. That makes sense. You also probably get some questions, some that you might expect, you expect? And, and some that you might not. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And I think just, you know, being able to be flexible um, in responding to questions. Um, and I think part of that goes back to preparation, you know, knowing what it is that you value, what you're looking for, um, really helps you respond to any kind of question that's going to pop up in an interview, even if it's something you haven't heard before. And so for those that make it through that, you know, gauntlet of the of the summer associate uh, interviewing process uh, and uh, join the program. You know, Cat- Catalina, you've been involved with running the program in LA and frankly around the firm now for many years. You know, we, we've been very gratified by the feedback that we've gotten from summers uh, that have completed the program and um, how positively that they have uh, reacted uh, to the program. Why do you think summer associates seem to respond so favorably? Well, you know, I try not to overthink it too much. We've had really great feedback from our summer associates. um, And I think what it comes down to, honestly, is that we, and I know you two um, know this very well, we spend so much time thinking about how to structure a program and how to give our summer associates the best experience possible. So that's everything from making sure that we have really great assignments waiting for them on day one to choose from in a wide variety of practice areas, Um, making sure that they get real meaningful work, but work that's also going to allow them to have an opportunity to do things other than work and to get to know the attorneys in our respective offices. But it also is, you know, making sure that we give social opportunities that are that are really meaningful um, so that it's not just a lot of whining and dining, but really actually getting to know each other. And um, it, it all seems to work really well. I sit down with each of our summer associates in the middle of the summer program and at the end of the summer program to have a real honest conversation with them about what's interesting to them, what's working for them, how we might make our program better, and we really listen and try to incorporate that feedback. What are some of the most interesting assignments um, that have come up during the summers uh, in LA or DC over the last few years, or, or others that you may have heard about around the firm? You know, one of the challenges that we have often, uh, and certainly we experience this in New York, and I think elsewhere, is this summer is actually not as long as you think it's going to be, um, in the sense right. that it really flies by, and we pack in so much opportunity and experience into a relatively short period of time. I'm always amazed at the end of the summer, just at how many different kinds of opportunities and experiences to do real quality work our summers have had. Can, can you guys think of any particular assignments that jump out in your mind that uh, summers have done that you've been particularly impressed with? You know, in LA, the, the ones that stand out in my mind are the ones that came from our conversations with our summer associates. So even before our summers arrive, we reach out to them, we have their work coordinators reach out to them to figure out what their interests are and so it's not like they arrive and do the work that's been you know prepared for them waiting for them we had for example a a summer associate in our office last year Um, she's a stanford law student and spent some time working at a large company in silicon valley before she went to law school and had some great connections 
and was interested in exploring and leveraging some of those connections. And she actually worked with some of our partners on a pitch to one of those uh, clients and went to the pitch and was instrumental. So things like that that come out of the Summer Associates' own interests, I think, can be sometimes the most meaningful work. What about you, Dana? Yeah, you know, one thing that jumps to mind for me, I'm from D.C. last year, one of our summer associates very early in the summer um, was staffed as part of a team on a really fast-moving government agency investigation, and she was right in there with meetings with the client, um, just like she was a junior associate at the firm. And I think those projects always stand out for me as giving summer associates a real feel for what it's like to be an associate at the firm, the kind of work that they would be doing, the kind of clients that we work with. Um, and, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, it was really interesting research projects. We had people helping develop uh, claims for federal habeas filing last summer. That's been a major pro bono matter in the D.C. office. Um, so I think our summer associates really get a sense of the full spectrum of the kinds of projects that are available to associates at the firm and the kind of work that's happening. Yeah, that's true on the litigation side and also on the transaction side. We have associates, summer associates, who sit in on deal meetings and um, go to client events on the transaction side too. So they get a rich experience as well. Yeah, and, and in fact, many of our summers will do both litigation and transactions, you know, during the same summer where, you know, where they indicate a preference of, of either litigation or transaction um, assignments when they start, but as the summer progresses, um, they gain an interest in an area that they may not have anticipated and so I think one of the things that that we do well is to be nimble enough to to provide opportunities across different practice groups uh, and different practice areas over the course of, of what ends up being you know a relatively uh, short short window of time I'm always amazed Deanna you mentioned pro bono at the the real impact of pro bono work that summers get involved in um, and not just as sort of another member of the team in the room, but actually, you know, doing um, the work themselves, appearing in court, um, obviously with um, supervision and, and handling SSI appeals directly, for example, um, are, are, are some of the examples of pro bono work uh, assignments that summer associates have uh, completed in New York recently. And I think the combination of, of pro bono and, and client work that summers you know, engage in not only is, um, is, I think, important to the experience as a summer, but is, as you said, Deanna, reflective of kind of the mix of, uh, of work that uh, associates and, and partners do uh, here at O'Melveny um, on, a, on a full-time basis. You mentioned absolutely. You mentioned Catalina that that uh, there's a social component as well to the to the summer. And how important is that in your view to the full summer experience that our our summer associates get? So I think it's really important, but it there has to be a balance. So your summer associate experience can't be about all work. It can't be about you know entirely about going out and getting to know people. Both of those things are so important. And so that's part of the, the work that I was describing earlier that we put in to make sure that we've got a summer program, which, as you mentioned, goes by in a second, but is meaningful. And, you know, in terms of the, the social activities um, that we plan here in L.A., and I know that you all plan in other offices, we try to come up with events that are um, going to be interesting and allow us to really get to get to know each other. So some of the ones that stand out in my mind from this past summer, we had our women's group here in Los Angeles 
organize a rock climbing event. And all summer associates were invited. It wasn't just for female summer associates. But it was so fun to get out there and climb a wall <laughs> with people. <laughs> and, to, you know, um, it was really Pro- fun. Proper shoe wear that. required, I assume. <laughs> Fear of heights, leave it at the door. Yeah. Um, I took uh, another group of, of summer associates out um, to SoulCycle one evening because as, as you guys may know, I'm kind of obsessed with SoulCycle. <laughs> so it was a way for me to share something that I'm really excited about outside of the office with summer associates. And we have partners who've, who've done similar. So we've got a, a partner here in Los Angeles, Ron Chang, who's just wonderful and splits time um, with our Asia offices. He took the summer associates out for dim sum and they had a conversation about, you know, proper etiquette when you're dining in China. Um, those sorts of things where you get to know people in a way that goes beyond just cocktails and nibbles can be really great. Yeah. I, I, do you have anything, um, in DC and the, on the social front that comes to mind is particularly noteworthy over the last few summers? Yeah, so we have, we have a wide variety of activities um, that are kind of ever updating as new people come into the firm and bring their particular interests to the table, but to name a couple of perennial favorites um, in DC, you know, two partners from our antitrust group host an annual fishing trip. Um, in which no actual skill is required, but it is always a good time. Um, we also have poker night, we do karaoke night, um, sporting events. So there's kind of a wide range of activities, uh, but I completely agree with what Catalina was saying. You know, the purpose is to find ways for people to make connections outside the office, to share their interests, um, and, and find a way to bond over something other than just our shared love of the law. Yeah. By the way, I hear your poker night is legendary. Yes. I'm trying to finagle my way into it. Yes. <laughs> High, highly recommended. And I, excellent. I heard I heard a summer associate one last year. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, it's important. We've got some good good players in DC. Yeah, I'm not well that I'm not surprised about. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's important um, always, as you both said, to remember why we do those social events uh, and. and uh, I completely agree with the sentiments that you both expressed that, you know, at the end of the summer, what we want is for our summer associates not only to understand what it's like to be a, a practicing lawyer um, at our firm and, and to, to um, practice on behalf of the clients that we represent, but also, you know, to know people that they're going to be working with because all of the the work that we do and the social interactions that we have at the firm go into you know one of the real buzzwords that you hear all the time uh, at at firms and and in the recruiting season and that is culture and you know that that word is is thrown around a lot for sure uh, and it's you know I think for, for good reason um, I think it's an important uh, concept do you guys agree that that culture is an important component uh, for somebody, a law student, you know, looking at firms to potentially spend their summer at? And if so, like, how does a law student gauge what a culture is um, at any particular firm? Yes, I agree that it's really important. It is hard. It's one of those concepts that um, I know recruiting offices and law firms talk a lot about, and it is really important, but it can be somewhat opaque, I think, to a 
law student, you don't really know um, what it is until you see it. <laughs> and so, at, at least for me, as I reflect back on my own experience, as, as you start to go around to meet uh, attorneys during your callback interviews, you will get a sense of what the particular firm, the particular office is like. You will just, you'll just get sort of a gut feeling about it whether people seem to treat each other respectfully, um, whether there's, you know, a friendly vibe or a really stressed out vibe or, you know, those sorts of things, those cues that you can pick up on. It is really important to think about because you're not only uh, making a decision for the summer that you're going to spend between your second and your third year, but you are making a decision that could lead to employment after law school. And so you want to be smart about it. And um, talk to people, if you have access to this, talk to people who have summered there or who have colleagues who have summered there or who are associates there so that you can get a sense of what the place is like. You know, O'Melveny is a, uh, is a firm that doesn't have one main office and then, you know, several smaller offices. We have offices around the globe and, and certainly in the U.S. that are... Um, maybe smaller in their particular markets than the largest firm in that market. I'll take New York as an example, where our our office in New York, you know, is, is around 140 lawyers. Obviously, there are much larger firms and offices here in New York, but 140 is still a substantial sized um, office and substantial sized firm. And it is the firm in the U.S. Um, certainly is well balanced amongst various um, offices. What effect do you think a structure like that can have on the culture, and what effect can it have on uh, the experience that a summer associate uh, might have, as opposed to being, you know, in a much larger office or a much smaller office? Yeah, for me, I've always thought that it strikes kind of a perfect balance in a sense that you know, we have compared to some from smaller local offices. Um, definitely our DC office is smaller than some of the big kind of flagship DC firms, um, but we're part of a larger firm and do a lot of work across offices. So there's still a great variety of work available. Um, while having a small enough office that everyone pretty much knows everyone else, it's really easy to form personal relationships with people. And I think that contributes so much to the culture of a firm. Uh, it creates a sense of kind of shared mission and accountability that makes it really hard um, for people to behave poorly <laughs> and get away with it. Um, and, I, and I think that balance um, is really reflected in kind of the culture of the firm as a whole and across offices, not just in D.C. I do think it's one of the things that, one of the factors um, in our working so much across offices. I have worked um, across all of our U.S. offices and with some of our Asia offices, too. And I do think it's a function of what you were describing Deanna, and it can be really nice because we are um, we are more connected in that way. Um, as I think about my practice now, I've done a variety of work um, as I've come up through the firm. Most of my work these days is in the ERISA space, and I work very closely with some of your colleagues in DC. And it's seamless. It never feels like you know I'm the LA outpost of uh, the ERISA practice group. We all work very closely together, and that can be really nice because it can make it feel like um, a, a larger, you've got a, a larger sort of virtual office 
um, even if your own office is not particularly large. In LA, LA is a pretty big office, um, all things considered, but it, I think it helps connect some of our smaller offices too to the, to the whole. Yeah, and I think it really expands the diversity of work that's available, um, even to younger attorneys at the firm. You know, I've worked on several intellectual property matters, for example, and you know, we have only a, a handful of lawyers in D.C. that are, are dedicated to intellectual property, but I've worked with people in our New York offices, on the West Coast, on those kind of matters, and that, that's only available to me because we staff across offices so frequently. Right. And how does that sort of manifest itself during the summer program? So in, in a couple of ways. In in some cases, we have summer associates who, either because they've expressed a certain interest or because you know they've chosen a particular assignment, will get staffed on cases that are being run across offices. And so they'll already have that experience of working with colleagues in other offices. Um, but it also, you know, we do things here in Southern California where we have not only the downtown LA office where I'm resident, but also an office on the west side of Los Angeles in Century City and an office in Orange County in Newport Beach. We work very closely together and we even structure part of our summer program to facilitate that kind of cross office work. So for example, the mock deal program that we um, have our summer associates participate in where they take a mock deal, as the name suggests, from A to Z uh, we do that with all three Southern California offices, and it culminates in a in a day at, at one of the the offices where all of the summer associates come together to complete the deal, and then you know we have a a party afterwards. <laughs> but we start it, you know, we we start inculcating that sense of you know cross office camaraderie right right from the very start in the summer program. And what do you guys think makes a successful summer associate? I mean, obviously, there are many different components to it, and um, the first, most obvious thing in my mind is, of course, the quality of the work that uh, a summer associate completes, um, and just accomplishing being a member of the team to the best of their ability and sort of carrying out the the specific assignments that they're given at, at the highest quality level, at the quality that we expect at O'Melveny. But what, what do you all um, see in the most successful summers that come through your offices and, and uh, that you can share with you know the, the recruiting public out there? I think it's really important for summer associates and actually you know, for associates and lawyers throughout their career to be open-minded um, coming into the program. You know, a lot of people come out of law school and maybe they had a particular course they were really interested in um, and have an initial I- idea about what area they think they want to practice in. And for some people that will pan out and for many others it won't. Um, and I think really taking advantage of this full spectrum of different types of projects, different areas of law, people you can work with over the summer and trying things out. Um, is a great way for people to figure out what's actually a good fit for them in the real world, what practice looks like in different practice areas, something that I think is really hard to know before you actually get into a law firm and see people doing the work. Yeah, I agree completely. I think when I when I think about what makes a successful summer associate, it's not only a commitment to excellent work product, as you were describing, Alan, and attention to detail and all those sorts of things, but it really is like a curiosity of mind, like people who are interested in this work and really want to understand um, all of the options that are available to them at O'Melveny on the litigation side, on the transaction side, people who want to try different things, take advantage of the opportunities, 
those are the people who stand out to me as I, as I think about our recent summer classes. I'm always amazed at, you know, we have such an incredible roster of clients that are engaged in some of the most complex, you know, legal issues uh, out there. And, you know, it's our job to really help them navigate through them. And at the end of the day, um, everything that we do is about our clients. And, and I find that the summer associates that come through our office in New York, um, as you say, that are really enthusiastic about uh, whatever legal issue our clients are dealing with uh, and being able to dive into the, the details of that legal issue and understand it, uh, you know, really, really serves, serves them well. So we're, I agree, we're, we're looking for um, enthusiasm, both in terms of being excited about the legal practice and also just being excited about um, being a, a citizen of, of the firm. Um, That's so, right, and it's about. It's a, so let me just add one quick thing. Yeah, about, absolutely. It's about um, wanting to solve problems. You know, that's what we do every day for our clients. And I think law students who come in as summer associates and and understand that and are enthusiastic about that will thrive. It, there is a bit of a shift, I think, between law school and practice. Um, in, in law school, oftentimes you're analyzing really interesting, complicated issues, but you don't necessarily have to solve them. It's more of the intellectual exercise. Our clients don't turn to us for really, you know, interesting and thorough analyses of legal issues if they don't come with a recommendation or some sort of solution at the end of them. And so understanding that there are clients at the end of all of the work that we do and as a summer associate and a junior associate, oftentimes your quote-unquote client is the counsel on the case or the partner on the case. Understanding that is really critical. Well, I think that's a great place to, um, to leave off. I know all of us have to get back to you know, those clients that you just described. Um, <laughs> Deanna, De- De- I'll, I'll actually see you in a couple of days. I, I have an argument of my own on Friday in DC, so hopefully I will see you in the DC office. Yeah. And Catalina, I know. Excellent. You, I will see you um, next week. So, but in the meantime, thank you both very much for uh, for joining our very first O'Melveny podcast. And um, for everyone else out there, stay tuned for uh, for the next one. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks. On the next podcast, we're going to hear from three associates who were recently summer associates and are now junior associates here at O'Melveny in New York and in L.A. and in San Francisco. They're going to talk about their experiences and what they recall about the process, what worked well for them, uh, what they recommend to uh, students as they are considering different firms. It's going to be great, and I hope you'll join us.